You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Don't call it a comeback. Celtic Stuff Live. Welcome to Celtic Suck Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. We had to do it, John. I, man, four games in a row, really just another disappointing torching. Uh, at the hands of Kemba Walker. That, that was the killer, man. And yes, the Spurs game is the Spurs game, but just the hanging of the heads, the way this whole body language of this team. I mean, I know I got into it a little bit with sailboats, uh, studios, not really into it, but a little bit of debate with Kyrie. And on Twitter, I'm just like, man, I, I just, this guy, you know, I took a pot shot at him. This guy's no Kemba Walker. But then I posted the re, or I commented on the video put up by, uh, CBCS or, uh, CSN NBC. And, you know, they had the interview with Kyrie and he's basically pointing the fingers at the young guys and then kind of saying, well, you know, maybe we should have double teamed Kemba like every other team in the league, which I kind of feel like is a shot at Brad and, I also agree that that's probably that may be a reasonable shot, but his leadership skills is just it's atrocious. I, I got to be honest with you, I, I think this is definitely going to be a scenario where he doesn't want to be here, and half the fan base isn't going to want him here either. This is getting uglier by the day. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to talk. I don't. <laughs> Do this show tonight. I know you don't even want to argue with me. This about is it. well. It's yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've spent the whole a good part of the weekend driving between basketball tournaments all over the state of Maine. Um, just got home. I left at six a.m. Saturday, and I've just got home. Did you get to uh, see the Charlotte game then? I did. Um, it, in, in the between, hotel, it, it just ships in the night, and 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 I saw the Spurs game. Um. This I missed the Philly game, but I'm really glad well, I did. You did. Because I would have supernovaed in my brain. Well, I, I don't know that I could have. I, the, the, the Philly game though is one I think where you actually would be, would be actually, I, I left confident actually. I felt feeling good out of the Philly game because Philly gave them their best shot and still it barely was enough. So. I, I, that was not something. It felt that like that Toronto game, game though. You know what I mean? The takeover, like Jimmy Butler. I mean, maybe it didn't because I didn't I don't watch so. it live, but it yeah. looked that way in the highlights, the way they just kind of yeah. 
no, took it, it down in the final minute. It, that's not at all the way it went down. It, okay. To me, it was the Celtics, Kyrie specifically made a number of situations in the last two, three minutes, shots that he should have made that he normally makes. He missed them. And that sounds like the Charlotte game as yeah, well. That, I that mean, sounds, well, what I mean is in, but it was, there were, there were clutch opportunities that a number of different Sixers made. And, you know, I, that's okay. I, I, I don't walk out, you know, it's Charlotte though, not in Philly. You know, that, that's the difference. I mean, Philly's a team that arguably is, you know, has a chance at the finals. I don't believe that, but they do. And you walk out of that game. I felt like, well, they're okay. But then you go to Charlotte and you're up big and you choke it away in the second half or the fourth quarter. You're up, you, you, you never even are in the game against San Antonio. Um, <laughs> yeah, not with, not the culture of this team is just, it's tra- it's garbage. It's awful. It, that's, you know, it, the wins and the losses and the this and the that, that's, that's hard to take. It's the fact that they're, there's always this undercurrent of, well, you lost, but why are you really losing? You know, we, it's not about expectations anymore. It's not about what these, we expect Kyrie Irving led teams should do or teams that have multiple players who could be all stars or could be good role players or could potentially be all stars in the future. It's the fact that you look at it and say, is this all we are? Is this all we have? You know, even with Tatum and, and Horford out, that's the best we can come up with is a 20 point loss to the Spurs. And the Spurs have been playing great. We talked about it in the last week's show. Yeah, I mean, they lost the last so two what? games. I mean, they had nine in right. a row, but they lost the last two games. They're slipping. They're on the road. Right. They're, you know, I, I still not much of a time change for them. It's only one hour, but still those are the times when the team is vulnerable. And I mean, essentially they're not going to finish. I, I can't, I guess it, if they, Take a few against the Pacers here. They could climb their way into the fourth seed, but they're almost entrenched in this fifth seed as far as I'm concerned. And they're not finishing the season strong at all. They're not even going to hit 50 <laughs> wins, dude. They're like, they're, they're an Isaiah Thomas season, like an early Isaiah Thomas season, right? 48 wins would be, I mean, we take that Atlanta. right now. This is the, this is the year they played Atlanta in the four or five and Al Horford and, and, Millsap ate through lunch, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's what, where, that's where we are. It sucks, man. This is, this is, this is easily the most disappointing Celtics season that I can recall. I don't remember 82 and 83. I don't remember. I had no expectations in 97. Um, you know, 2010 was a, a good team, but it was frustrating for a different set of reasons. This is like on multiple levels. There is there are questions about who are these guys and why don't they like each other? I mean, think about all the stuff we hear on Area Twenty One about what was going on with Ray and, and Rondo and all these guys fighting behind the scenes, right? And they, they still found together. a way to win. They right. found a way to win when it mattered. And but so that's you, you always have that. We don't have but. the KG personality in this locker room. It's not there. It, you know, he would have been the guy to, to grab every one of these mothers in the face and tell them to pull it out of their butt, right? It's about basketball. Respect the game. You know, he would have he, that leadership as much as we loved him and thought he was a nutbag and, and 
whatever. And I knew we knew he was a leader in the locker room, but this kind of scenario, now that we know what we know about Ray and Rondo and all of that, this kind of scenario just tells you what an amazing leader he was. He just led by ferocious example and they don't have that guy. And that's why I'm so disappointed in Kyrie. Like that's the criticism I'm levying his way when I post that video and he's all the young guys and the strategy. And Hey, how about the fact that you don't always take great shots or get others involved, especially down the stretch. And in, and I didn't see the Philly game, but you basically told me that. There were shots he didn't make in the Philly game. Even look at the way he started the Spurs game. Like, a, well, you guys ruined my birthday. Like, come on. Seriously. You know? Why do you you say that? Well, because it was his birthday when they lost to the Hornets. And so it's a back-to-back. And so, like, it's Did he say that, though? No. No, I'm just saying the way he played the beginning of the Spurs game. You know, the way that they came out, he, I mean, how many, he went to the, to the rack a couple of times and he just didn't finish strong. You know, it's like he's, it's, it's like he's become, it's like he's succumbed to the scenario. Like he put a lot into the Charlotte game. I will give him that, right? Like he definitely played his heart out. He put a ton of points up, but down the stretch of that game, he failed to show. And then in the beginning of the Spurs game, you could just tell, like he's lost it, dude. It's not, nobody is having any fun. Nobody is having any fun and it's taking all the edge off of their, their fight. It's just not there. And there's so much that we're just left grasping at straws as, as fans. You know, we're sitting here trying to say, we think it's this, we think it's that. There's no deciphering it. Well, but we don't know what specifically it, it is. You know, I mean, we think this is that there's a cultural issue in this locker room that makes no sense and and causes them to be um, completely <laughs> uncompetitive to a vast majority of NBA teams, except for when the light goes off and, th- and then that changes. So something goes on there, but we don't know what that is. We don't know specifically what the the divine line. I mean, I think we can, we can guess, but we don't know and we won't know until after the question is what's going to happen. What, what is the best path forward for the Celtics? Forget like tonight, forget, you know, May, June, April. What is the best path forward? You know, Brad, you know, we've had Bill Simmons and, and, and what's his name? Rossello talking about how, Oh, we're, you know, the best thing the Celtics could do is walk away from, from Kyrie and walk away from his money. Is it though? Is that the best way you're going to walk away from a top 10 player in the NBA? Is that how poisonous that Kyrie is? Or is there something else more going on? Is it that the wrong players, the wrong mix of players is there? How many times have young, young teams, extremely young players, 21, 22 years old, been key pieces in championship contenders? I can't think of many slash any. Uh, I mean, you know, even, even those Thunder teams in 12, uh, were, you know, you had, at that point, you had, uh, you know, Durant was five years in, four years in, you know, that's, that's a very different dynamic than what the Celtics have. And, and, and so, and they were, the best players were all of that ilk. It wasn't Kyrie in the middle of his career who's already won a championship and then a whole bunch of young guys. It was Durant, Westbrook, Harden. Ibaka, you know, that was the core. So it shouldn't surprise us to some degree, but even still, 
the Celtics have almost a $200 million check that they should almost have to give to Kyrie, 150, whatever it is, big money to give to Kyrie. And do you say, no, I'm not going to give that to a top 10 player because we're better off without a top 10 player. That's a, that would be a ballsy move by Danny Ainge to not do that. Yeah, it would. I, I don't think he cannot do it, but he might have to sign and trade. He might have to make a different move. You're, you're probably right. What's going to happen is they're going to move these young players and they're going to spin them out and they're going to go get Anthony Davis and it's going to be Kyrie and Anthony Davis. And we still run the risk of them not winning and not being happy. Right. And we still run that risk. I, and the young players are going to be great players for another team. And that's, I, I'd rather hang in there. You know, even watching Robert Williams the other night, like obviously he's got a ways to go, but that athleticism and he blocks a shot in the very early minutes of that game. Like th- maybe things were a little bit, would have been a little bit different if he could have played more and hadn't gone down with that back injury. They were really thin in the big man department. And they, they've not been good in the paint defensively as it is. So just somebody to alter shots when Kemba is just going right in there and attacking, you know, that might have made a big difference. But, you know, think about even if you let Terry go, because I know a lot of people are getting frustrated with Terry, but even think about a starting lineup of Smart, Brown, Tatum, and then Horford and Williams. And, and even then, you know, if you wind up doing a sign and trade, maybe you get a pick and, and maybe somebody else moves into that. Or maybe Hayward's at the three because I, I do think Hayward's going to have a, a, a rebound season next year. I think he's just got a tough year in front of him. But you could go Brown, Hayward, and then Tatum, and then Williams. And, you know, maybe some – and, again, I'm only saying this like I want a younger squad. I love watching the young players get better. And there's a ton of talent amongst that crew. I mean, look at Marcus Smart. He is just finally coming into his own. I mean, really, the player that we thought he was going to be, that we knew he could be, he is just finally now getting there. Can you imagine him getting traded away and then all of a sudden, you know, he's that gritty guy who's maybe your third or fourth option in the starting lineup, but he's able to knock down the three and he makes all the winning defensive plays. I know he had trouble containing Kemba, but... um but still, can you imagine watching him do that for another team and then having a couple of imports? Right. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like with KG, he was like, he was New England personality. He fit this area, you know, he just endeared himself. You know, I think that's where we're falling short with Kyrie. I don't think there's – Kyrie is so West Coast. He is so West Coast. I mean, I know he grew up in Jersey, but just his whole attitude and everything, he's so – He's so LA, dude. And it just, it just is frustrating. It, it's just a hard thing to mesh with. Yeah. No, it, 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 you're absolutely right. Kyrie doesn't seem to fit the Boston mold of, you know, he, he's, he's somebody who was accomplished before he was ever anything. Now, I think that's not necessarily true to who he is, but you know, he doesn't, fit that stereotypical, um, you know, Celtic type player, the hardworking, you know, you know grab him by the bootstraps type player. He's not, and he's coming in after Isaiah kind of interesting after, you know, the Nuggets win uh, in Boston, 
You know, well, and remember the stats, how he used to say because of Kyrie's defense, like right. Isaiah and Kyrie were a swap and they weren't. I mean, no, it's still not fair. There's things that Kyrie does way better than Isaiah did, even when Isaiah was in his prime. Absolutely. You know? and, 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 and a lot of that has to do with him going up. I mean, there is some gritty plays where he goes up for rebounds, you know, carrying oh, yeah. off a missed All shot. Time. I mean, there's some things like that that really stand out. And I think his passing is superior too. Like when he really commits, to making some amazing passes. He's got it going. He's just sometimes for me is a little too quick to just jump into a shot or, you know, he, he does hero, like as much shade as you want to throw Terry's way. There was a time when Terry played hero ball and he hit him. Right. And so Kyrie plays hero ball and there's a time when he hits him. And right now there's a time when he's not. And is he more consistent than Terry Rozier? Yeah. By leaps and bounds. Has he earned it more than Terry? Yep. Yep, because Kyrie hit a shot in the finals to secure a victory for <laughs> Cleveland, right? So, yes, does, has he earned it? Has he Is he at a different level? All those things are true. But there is an example that is being followed by other teammates with that hero ball stuff, you know, well, and that's the, that's the whole lead by example thing that I'm getting at. And hold on. We've got to do our ad real quick. And then, and then we'll dive into this some more. Leading by example is where we left off. So you can follow Celtic Stuff Live on Twitter at CSL underscore tweet live. You can follow me at CSL underscore Justin. John is at CSL underscore Duke and the entire CLNS media network at CLNS media. Facebook.com slash CLNS fans download the CLNS media app for iOS and Android. Simply search CLNS media in your app marketplace and YouTube.com slash CLNS media for high-definition, full-length locker room interviews and the Garden Report. So, losing sucks. I said this last week, but losing hair sucks too. And you don't realize how much you care about it until you notice that you're starting to lose it. And that's why you should use Keeps, the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair that you have. These FDA-approved products used to cost so much, but now, thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to get. For five minutes and just $1 a day, you'll never have to worry about hair loss again. Getting started is so easy. Sign up takes less than five minutes. Just answer a few questions and snap some photos of your hair. Then a licensed physician will review your information online and recommend the right treatment for you. And it's shipped right to your door every three months. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. Some of you have even probably tried them before, but you've never gotten them for this price. Keeps is only 10 to $35 a month, plus now you get your first month for free. It's one hell of a deal for getting to keep your hair. To receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash stuff. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash stuff. That's a free month of treatment at keeps.com slash stuff. Keeps hair today, hair tomorrow. All right, John, leading by example. <laughs> Rebut. Let's let, let me, well, do you want to, I just want to get to stay... the postseason and find out if they're right. real or not. Well, let's, let's, and if they're not real, then just please lose in the first round and listen. let me go about my life. Here's the thing. This is such a waste of my time is how I feel about it at this point. Well, it is. And, and I think part of the issue to me is it's not just Kyrie. Like Kyrie is no, saying, I agree with example, that. Mook Morris. Mook Morris, I, you know, we, we went after him last week's show. I want to still go after him. I'm just, I'm done with the Mook Morris time. Done, 
done, done, done. Mook Morris, to me, it wasn't the double clutch misses at the rim for Kyrie or the block or whatever or with, with, uh, you know, Embiid around. It was Mook Morris giving up bucket after bucket after bucket after bucket in that Philly game. It was Mook. Mook was the problem. Okay. Tonight, perfect example. End of the half. I think it's end of the half. Uh, two different instances. Mook Morris. He's, Foul line, he, he's kind of above the break, take the three, he catches, Kyrie is standing in the corner, and no joke, his hands are like this, right? Like, give me the ball. Do you think Mook looks at him? Do you think Mook moves the ball? Do you think Mook even thinks about doing anything? Hell nah, ball's going up. Kyrie, so this is the thing. Kyrie keeps his hands there, turns, and starts running back, like, hey, yo, your best shooter is in the corner, corner three, wide open. Didn't even think about looking at him. I love guys with confidence. I lo- we got the ad right now that you know NBC Sports Boston's running with Red talking about how he wants guys with confidence. They'll take the shot. The Celtics need a few more guys that don't need to take the shot. I want Kyrie to take those shots, but that's that little bit of unselfishness. That makes everybody feel good about their job. And, and Mark, Mook Morris right now is a net zero. He is a zero. He is a negative. He is the red numbers. No good. Bad. <laughs> All right. Move the ball, Mook. Stop. But Terry, sucking, Terry's bad too. He is. Terry it's, it's is contagious. really bad right now. So, it's but, totally contagious. It's a, but, and you know, defensively, what a joke they are this year. Well, they are. But, and that's but, the that's communication. The that's They're the culture thing. They're not playing for each other. Yep, they don't, exactly. You know, it's offensive. You know how we say, and they, they talked about this post game. They don't play, they don't, uh, they let missing shots impact their defense, right? Well, it's not just they're missing shots. It's that they don't play for each other. You know, and they're not making that extra pass to help my guy get an extra shot because everybody's doing well. It's like, oh, I'm not moving the ball, so I'm taking that shot, so I'm playing selfishly, so I'm probably when I get back on D, now I'm not necessarily looking out to help my help my guy out. It's a mindset, it's a mentality, and they don't have enough team ball in them. You know, and that's set from on high, not just Kyrie. Kyrie's part of it, but it's Mook Morris, the guy who's the veteran leader who's trying to show the young guys how to do the right thing. Well, Mook Morris showed the wrong thing, and they lost in Philly. He is the wrong example, but he's the only one who's rebounding at that size. And so, so you know, Brad keeps throwing him in there. I just, I'm sick of it. It's just, it's a bad mix. They got to change. The sooner Mook Morris is gone, the better this team's going to be. So ah. that'll be in the off season, but you know, <laughs> right. but even, even then, you know, like Tatum's not playing all that great. Like the whole team, outside of Jalen Brown and, and definitely in the uh, Spurs game, he had some pretty bad shots. Like he, he looked fallible for the first time in several weeks, especially after an amazing performance against Charlotte. And we can criticize Brad Stevens for yanking him at the end of that game too. But Honestly, outside of Jalen Brown, I, I don't see anybody on this team that has like really performed at a level that we would, we should consider acceptable. 
And, and that's the guy that's going to get moved. And that's scary to me because the one thing I like about Jalen and his performance right now, like that's maybe one of the coaching decisions Brad did a really good job with this season was maybe it is smart to have him on that second unit because now it's allowing Jalen to grow. But I almost feel like at the same time, it's really just showcasing Jalen for if you want to give this guy an opportunity and you want to put the ball in his hands and he's young and he's super freaky athletic, he'll probably deliver for you. We just have too much talent here to keep him. So we're just going to go ahead and move him. That bothers me because he he's proven to be almost bulletproof to all this criticism. You know what I mean? And, or not the criticism, but this culture issue. He almost seems bulletproof from, from it when it comes to the play on the floor. Like he's even keeled. You know, he's not going up. He's not coming down. And And honestly, every time the media goes and interviews him, you know, he gives us the same BS answer, but at least he's playing the media game the right way. And it doesn't seem to be getting in his head. And, and I feel like that's the kind of player you want to hold on to, not the kind of player you want to trade. Well, I, no, I, I think that's true, but it's, I think that's a, that may be true, but there's like four other questions they have to answer before you can even consider whether or not that's the guy. You know what I mean? Like the Kyrie question and the Anthony Davis question, you'll go before that, right? And then, you know, then you've got to, well, to what value is Jalen Brown? You know, to what, at what point is that, does needing Jalen on this team supersede whatever you've got going on with, uh, um, you know, whoever, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, it's risky though, dude. It's risky. Cause look, we finally got the free agent that we wanted in Hayward. Mm-hmm. And then he goes down with an injury and it basically is going to rob two seasons and a ton of our money. Right. And I'm not down on Hayward. It's none of his fault. I know, but it would be yeah. the same thing with Anthony Davis, dude. If we trade these young guys and we go get Anthony Davis and then he blows out his knee, you know, halfway through next season, do you have any idea how livid we're all going to be? Oh, yeah. Do you have any idea how absolute, like that's going to be devastating. And that I, 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 sometimes I'm just not sure it does make sense to throw all those chips in, you know? And mm-hmm. I loved that we got Hayward, Hayward and I wanted Hayward and all of that, you know, but we knew there was going to be a roster crunch even at the beginning of last year. And then we said, well, they can just go really small and Hayward can play the four. And, you know, maybe that would have worked if, you know, all things being equal, you know, the season hadn't started the way that it did last year. Maybe that would have been, but I almost feel like it's too late to get all that to work now because of what happened last season in Kyrie and, Hayward's absence, you know, there's a stellar performance and these young guys feel like they're taking a back seat. And so maybe it's not, maybe it's just not possible for what happened last season to coexist with this season. And thus now you have to gamble because otherwise you're just letting somebody like Kyrie go. And that was a hell of a deal. The Celtics got a steal on that. Right. Right. That's the problem. Like, well, not a problem, but that's, you, you can't lose that value. You can't give away that value, you know, for nothing. You know, you don't give away top 10 And players. you can't take on salary. Right. Like you'd have to move him to a team. The only thing that really, and actually my son Riley came up with this one. He's like, you'd have to move him to a team that was way under the cap 
like the Knicks, which is that rumored spot, you know, and then get their high draft pick or something along those lines, you know, well, after they've made the pick. Right. Because that would be the only way to make it work. And any other team that's way under the cap, he's not going to want to go to. That would be right. like the Knicks would be like the only team you could move him to that would actually have something valuable in return that he might accept going to, um, you know, that also could absorb the cap hit without the Celtics having to match. That's true. And, you know, that I don't think that that's out of the woods either, but it's <laughs> – Again, it's, you look at what's going on with the Clippers, right? The Clippers traded it, you know, uh, they got rid of Blake, sent him to, to Detroit. Look at what the Clippers look like now, right? They're, they're tough, they're scrappy. Yeah, their six man is, is super on fire now. Right. Yep. It's, it's great. Helena. You know, they got SGA, they've got, you know, all these players playing, working together, playing for each other. But they're not going to win a championship is what you're about to say. That's the problem. We've lived this. We've seen scrappy, go get them type stuff. You need top tier talent to win a championship. We've just seen it over and over and over but and over again. But here's the deal: as though, much as we love Jalen Brown, no, 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 hold he's on. not Anthony Davis, and but he's he, not going to get him they, to the, over the over the top. But they have top tier talent potentially on that team if you look at where they drafted these players. They're just Maybe. young, so it requires Maybe. some patience. I got you. I got you. All right. You know what? We got three minutes left in the show. Um, let's just preview the week. And <laughs> we have to. <laughs> I, I know. So it, it's Cleveland Pacers Nets. And, uh, you know, the Nets aren't as bad as they used to be. Cleveland is. Cleveland is bad as, you know, what they used to be. And then no, I, the Nets scare the hell out of me. Yeah, well, right. The way the well, Celtics are playing right now. And they played us tough every game. Right. Right, they've been they've been a tough out. So I'm going one and two. I think they get Cleveland, and I think they lose to the Pacers and the Nets, and solidify their fifth seed and continue to just tank their way to the postseason. Basically, you know why not? Right, they're not going to fall into the sixth seed. You know, why don't you guys just take the rest? You know, here's an idea: take the next three weeks off. You know what I mean? Just just erase the memories of this season. Just take the next three weeks off, erase the memories, and uh, you know, maybe even give some a bunch of guys nights off. Like who honestly at this point, who cares? If you lose to the Pacers on Friday, screw it. You're not gonna get the fourth seed. And you're only losing one home game in round one, and then everything else is an away game, most likely after that. Mm-hmm. There you're not losing a lot. Seriously, send somebody, send the team, send half the team to the Bermuda, Bermuda or the Bahamas and tell them to just take a vacation and clear their heads and go do something fun and just relax and then come back with like a week left to go in the season and, and practice up to, to hit the postseason. Like, I, I, honestly, dude, I'm going to have a hard time watching games the rest of the way. I, I just, I've had it. <laughs> One and two, you know. <laughs> one and two. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm probably there. Um, I'm going to go pessimistic too. I'm going to join your side of things, one and two. I mean, Kyrie is quoted the post game saying there's light at the end of this. Uh, you know, I, you know, I hope so. I hope that this is, it, look, you, you're without Horford. You're without Jason Tatum. You know, you've got, you know, Time Lord gets hurt. I get all that's going on, and and you're right. Let people get healthy. I want to see more Shemi. 
I will hope that Robert Williams gets healthy. I want to see Tatum get himself kind of back together. I want to see Hayward clear the cobwebs out of his head. I mean, those are the things we need to see over the next few weeks and hope that when the mat- the games matter most and you're a seven game, you know, hopefully a four game season, but hopefully you win, you know, four out of seven, that that's the type of pressure and the focus that this team needs. Because I can tell you in three weeks when the playoffs start, Nobody's going to believe at the Boston Celtics, and quite frankly, their fans are probably among those groups that will not believe in the Boston Celtics. And that's a sad state of affairs, but that's been the roller coaster this season. So maddening, so frustrating. I think we just want to move on to a point where this team shows at least a little bit of what we thought it would be in September and October. Well, just a little bit of what they showed last year when the chips seemed to be down. And that's really what we want to see is some fights. So I don't know, dude, maybe, maybe it'll wake us up. Um, I think, man, that's going to do it. <laughs> that's going to do that's it. That's going to do it for me, dude. Boom. I'm just going to be honest with you. Celtics are making this show painful to do. I mean, it just is. painful. Like just, just give us a little consistent, consistent hope, you know, but I have this other theory and we can talk about it next week, but I have this other theory that the league is having the refs beat up on them, you know, at strategic times so that this is all this most perfect narrative for the postseason. Um, Cause what would be better than, you know, a new England team counting itself out with the local media counting it out and Never then all happened. of a sudden rising all the way to a championship that definitely has not happened to another new England sports franchise in the last three months. It definitely has not happened. Can't think of anyone like that. No, 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 no. but I, yeah, this broadcast will be available on demand on the CLNS media mobile app. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CSL underscore Justin and at CSL underscore Duke. A heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in. And remember that you can help support the show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review because your feedback is important to the show. And for staff writer... Samuel Elias Executive producer Larry H. Russell The founder of CLNS Media Nick Gelso And for my co-host John Duke I'm Justin Poulin Thank you for listening to this week's edition Of Celtic Stuff Live Celtic Stuff Live Dude this team doesn't deserve an outtakes this time Nope No outtakes Would it be horrible to say welcome to Celtics suck live? (laughs) All right, never mind. Here we go. I'm okay with it. (laughs) Really? You want me to do that? Sure. Go for it.